sometimes uh, when you preach, you uh, you pray and you seek God, and you and you and you deliver the message like uh, you feel like you know God has given you. Uh, but it's it's a message where you would uh, what I would call maybe a a general message of where it's uh, you know it's just out there and uh, to be used uh, uh, for for everyone. Uh, I mean, like uh, uh, you know the message that I preached uh, this morning. Um, but I really love the opportunity of speaking. When I can tell you when I get up here that I know I've got a word from God for somebody. Uh, it was late time we got back to Pleasant View, uh, and uh, I had I had to take my sweetie out to buy her a dinner today, and uh, to the place where they. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, this place, this make, this place. Now, this is this is this is coming from the the woman uh, that uh, that uh, can make a real good coconut cream pie herself. But uh, she said it's the best coconut homemade coconut uh, pie that she's ever ate. And uh, so uh, I had to let her go there because she's uh, uh, she likes that coconut pie. And. Uh, by the time we got back to the house, I didn't have a whole lot of time, and I didn't uh, didn't have no idea in slightest of what um, I was going to be doing tonight. Uh, my sweetie decided to go and lay down, take a nap, and leave me all alone. So um, on Valentine's Day too, just left me all alone. So uh, I had <laughs> I had to um, uh, really in. Getting high gear, I seen I have a whole lot of time and uh, to pray and get something from the Lord, and then lo and behold, my phone rung and it, and it was Brother Dallas and he and he wanted to tell me all about their service today and asking me about what we did, and uh, and I'm sitting there, oh, okay, hurry up, I got to get busy here, hallelujah, <laughs> and uh, so uh, I told him I finally said, well, brother, I got to get in here and, and get get focused here and pray and study. I said, I don't know what I'm on. He said, you can use what I preached this morning. <laughs> Amen. So, um, but um, I, I no sooner got, got settled finally and I began to, began to pray. And uh, the Lord uh, gave me a message. And uh, I just began to shake inside as I was putting it together because I know... Uh, that uh, there's going to be somebody come to me tonight after this is over with, and you're going to say that message for me. It might not be. It might be more than one, but I do feel like God, uh, that uh, there's a word for somebody. Tonight. So I, I, I really love uh, preaching, especially uh, when you know that. It's, uh, uh, some people may not not believe it, but you know, pastor don't don't like having to get on people's toes. I like to preach encouraging message. I really do, and uh, to exhort and lift people up. And uh, but anyway, let's get started in the word tonight. Uh, we want to we want to get you home before you get snowed in. Hallelujah! I know some of you want to go out there and open that front door now to make sure that it didn't do like it did us men the other Monday night. Hallelujah! We was only here an hour. We was here from seven to eight o'clock, and I heard somebody holler said, "Oh no!" And I looked up, and it was Chris. He was standing outside. You couldn't tell where the parking lot ended and where the road began. 
And uh, they're saying we're going to get a little bit more tonight. I don't know how you feel about it, but I've had my share of snow for this winter. Hallelujah. Amen. If it wasn't for Al Gore and his global warning, ain't no telling what kind of shape we would be in. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. John chapter 20, verses 24 through 29. Hallelujah. I guess people expect me to finish drinking the water I had this morning, so I'll hold it around here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No, that's fine, brother. Hallelujah. (laughs) I hope it's mine. (laughs) Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. I hope it ain't something else somebody's been spitting in. Hallelujah. John chapter 20, verse 24 through 29. uh, Well-known patch of Scripture. Now Thomas, uh, called the twin... Uh, if you ever wondered what uh, Didymus means in the original uh, King James, it means twin. Uh, and uh, we, we found out, and I did a study on the twelve apostles, and uh, Thomas, Thomas had a twin brother. He was called the twin. But anyway, let's get, uh, now Thomas called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said uh, to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, "Unless I see his hands, uh, of the print of his, uh, the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe." And after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. And Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, "Peace." To you, notice that the doors was closed, but he just appeared right in the midst of them. Hallelujah! Uh, that glorified body that he had when he come out of the ground, uh, out of the ground was a little bit different. Hallelujah! Amen. He appeared right in. This is not the only time that happened. By the way, you'll see there's several times where he just appeared, disappeared, uh, and uh, he didn't do that before uh, his death and resurrection. Uh, Verse 27, Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at my hands, uh, and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And notice, uh, didn't nobody come and run up to Jesus and tell him what Thomas had said, but he knew what he said. I like what Brother Douglas had got on the sign out there uh, about God hears your thoughts. He hears your thoughts. Hallelujah. I mean, uh, he knew what uh, Thomas had said. And he went straight to Thomas when he appeared. All right. And Thomas answered and said to him, and I love this, My Lord and my God. Hallelujah. I just grinned one time when I was talking with a Trinitarian fellow that says, Ain't no more in the Bible that calls Jesus God. <laughs> Uh, of course, I had to take him right to John chapter 20. Hallelujah. Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Hallelujah. I want to speak to you for a few minutes on a subject titled, Trusting What You Have Not Seen. Trusting what you have not seen. Let's pray. Fathers, we come tonight. We thank you for the uh, sweet presence, God, of your Spirit that we have felt in our midst uh, this evening, God. We 
Uh, it's not been a shouting service, but it's been rich. It's been it's been good. Hallelujah! And we've enjoyed it this far. Now, God, I'm asking God to uh, take us as we begin to get into Your Word. Lord, I know that You have given me a word for someone here tonight, and I ask that You will help me, God, to bring it out, God, the way that You'd have it this evening, that people will be encouraged, uplifted, and given strength for the battle. In the blessed, mighty, magnificent name that's above all name, let everybody say, Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Trust in what you have not seen. Now, the story of what has become known as Doubting Thomas. Uh, that's what everybody nicknamed Thomas after this. Uh, it is known all over the Christian world. Everybody in every denomination talks about Doubting Thomas. And because it is known everywhere and, and used against Thomas, I'm not going to add to the humiliation of an apostle who, according to history, went on after this to lay down his life for the gospel. Some historical record says that he traveled uh, when the apostles were scattered about, that he went down all the way down to India preaching the gospel, and it was there that he met his fate, and he was martyred, and they took his life and killed him for the gospel. So um, uh, Thomas was not a bad guy. He was a good guy. Matter of fact, those people who would just try to jump over Thomas because of what he said, because he wasn't there with the rest of them the first time Jesus appeared, uh, I want to remind everybody that it was actually some ladies that first saw Jesus resurrected who went to the tomb early on the first day of the week and when they saw the stone rolled away and they seen the angels and, and Jesus appeared to Mary Magdalene and they went running back to the disciples, that old bunch of men, they didn't believe what the girls had said. They, and it seemed like all the time, ladies, sometimes what you talk about, the men want to say, oh, it's just a bunch of idle tales. That's what they were saying about the women. It's just a bunch of idle tales. They wouldn't pay no attention. So it just wasn't Thomas. It was all of them. All the men. I hate to say that, but it was all the men. Hallelujah. Well, amen. <laughs> so uh, we, just, we just can't jump in on Thomas. And, uh, so I, I don't want to add to a humiliation about him. I, I, I'm not going to be talking about him but from this text, I want to I want to talk about I want to expound to you a little bit somewhat on our ability to trust or believe in what we have not seen. You see, all of us have a problem sometimes believing what has not yet been manifested to us. We we're like the man who come to the Lord one time and was asking God for God to heal one of his children. And the, and the Lord told him to just believe. And he said, Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. Hallelujah. I mean, I don't care who it is, but I believe there are times that the best 
of Christians will go through periods of their life because of circumstances that they got to battle against and endure. They, there's some kind of way we all allow a little doubt on occasion to come into our spirit. It's not easy to trust what you can't see. Hallelujah. And I really feel tonight that either right now, somebody in the house is burdened about something or going through something, or you're fixing to go through something, and God is wanting you to understand that we've got to trust in what we have not seen. we got to believe God even though something has not yet been manifested to us. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11, which is called the faith chapter, or the, uh, or the role, uh, the role uh, of faith, heroes or whatever. Hebrews chapter 11 verse, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, we all can quote that. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11 and 1. But now the manner in which that is written in the King James text becomes a little vague to the 21st century mind, so we lose what I call the punch and what the writer was trying to say. You know, some, sometimes when a writer is writing something, he, um, uh, he, he tries to, to deliver a, a little punch in what he's saying and trying to, to get something home. And a lot of people can go around and we can quote Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith, you know, is a substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. But yet, I'm fully persuaded tonight that half the people that can quote that don't really understand what it means. Amen. Hallelujah. Because the way that it's worded, I, I begin to... Uh, to go through some of the other uh, translations and uh, the Holman Christian Standard uh, uh, version of the Bible uh, brings Hebrews 11 and 1 like this. Listen to it. Now, he can't put this up because we don't have this on the, on the computer. But listen to how this uh, translation says, Now faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. Think about that. Faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. And then let me add just one more. There's there's all kind of translations, and I could I could spend the rest of the night bringing. I got one Bible back there that thick. It's got 26 different translations in it, and I could spend this whole night on this message um, reading various uh, translations of it, but. I just want to get get the two that uh, that will deliver that punch to you that you can really say you understand what Hebrews 11 and 1 means. Listen to the New American Standard Version of the Bible. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Now, what it all boils down to is this, church. As believers in Jesus Christ, 
we must always walk in the reality of our faith, which will turn, which will in turn build within our hearts a proof or conviction that what we can't see, what we can't touch, and what we can't feel is still real anyway. Hallelujah! I like that. Hallelujah. Let me say that again as I, I wrote that down as it was coming out, uh, out of my spirit. What this whole thing boils down to, that because that we believe in Jesus Christ, we got to always walk in the reality of our faith, which will in turn, when you walk in the reality of that faith, it will build within your heart a proof or a conviction, ever how you want to say it, that what we can't see, what we can't touch, or what we can't feel is still real anyway. Just because you can't see it don't mean it's not real. Hallelujah. Now, let me give you some examples here. You don't see that lost loved one that you've been praying for sitting on a church pew tonight praising God with you. But it's real anyway. Look at your neighbor and say, it's real anyway. Hallelujah. Uh, I, I, I thought I was going to be doing more teaching, but I, I'm beginning to feel something. It's so get me stirred up here. Hallelujah. You can't touch with your hands the amount of money you need to pay that electric bill or that car note or that house note. I mean, you, 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 you can't touch it with your hands. But they are paid anyway. Cast them out, they're paid anyway. Glory to God. Amen. It don't matter what you can't see. It don't matter what you can't touch and feel. Hallelujah. When you walk by faith and you believe God, hallelujah, it is real anyway. Whether or not it's manifested, it's there. I got loved ones. I got loved ones that I can't... As we was all worshiping God and people were just... Worshiping God a while ago here as Brother Darrell was leading a beautiful worship service. And um, I couldn't see some of my loved ones, amen, on the pews worshiping. But it's real anyway. Hallelujah. It's real anyway. Amen. Glory to God. Um, there might be some uh, uh, things tonight, amen, that uh, I, can't, I can't touch the amount of money that I need to pay this or pay that. But they're paid Anyway, see that what that is? It's, it's not telling a story, but it's it's talking faith. It's speaking faith. Hallelujah! And catch this also: you don't feel in your body any change after having been prayed for for a healing. You come up and you ask for prayer, and people lay their hands on you, and they anoint you with all. But when you walk away, you can't feel the healing. But that don't mean it ain't real. Hallelujah. It's there anyway. Claim it. Grab it. Take a hold of it. Don't let the devil steal it from you. Hallelujah. God, help us to trust you for what we have not seen. Help us to believe you for what has not, Brother Sean, been yet manifested to us. Help us to believe you, glory to God, for what we can't yet lay our hands on. Amen. Or feel or touch, glory to God. Because according to your word, 
faith is the assurance of what we hope for and the conviction ought to prove that it's real. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There's a couple things I want to share with you in relation to this. Number one, folks, hallelujah. I was sitting there at the computer at the house and put the, my Bible up and, uh, man, just the Spirit of God just come up on me. This is what come in my spirit. God spoke to my spirit and said, close your eyes and start walking. Close your eyes and start walking. There's a scripture, a very short scripture, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. I'll give him a minute to get that up. But folks, what I'm talking about this evening, about trust in what that we cannot see, if you want to be able to get into that realm, if you want to be able to get into that dimension where you can always trust God even in the things that you cannot see that's not been manifested to you, you're going to have to be willing to close your eyes and start walking. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Do you trust God enough to close your eyes and start walking? Or you feel like you've got to see everything out there before you move an inch for God? Hallelujah. Think about it for a moment. There are battles out there that you will never win in your life, in your walk, in your Christian walk, if you don't get and grow to maturity in your, in your, in your life with God to where you can close your eyes and go ahead and start walking. Because the Word teaches us that we, that we walk by faith, not by sight. Hallelujah. You know, I talked this morning about sometimes we have to do things that's not natural for us, unnatural for us. And here again, this falls under the same category. Falls under the same category. I mean, why in the world would somebody who's got perfectly good eyesight want to close their eyes and start walking? I'm going to tell you something. Let, let, let me share with you something about the Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul was a religious man. He believed in the Word as much as anybody. And he, he thought he was doing right. He was zealous for the law. Hallelujah. But yet he could not see the reality of what was real. And before Paul could ever see the reality in the spirit world, he had to close his natural, his natural eyes had to be blinded. There's a reason, Brother Bible, why God let that happen to him where he was blinded for a season. You are going to have to close your natural eye if your spiritual eye is ever going to open up. Your spiritual eye will never open up and focus in the spirit realm as long as you're walking by your natural eye. 
when you're walking by your natural eye, what you're counting on, what you're relying on is not God, it's not the Word, but you're counting on what you can see, feel, and touch. Hallelujah. That's, that's as far as you're getting. Hallelujah. If you can't see it, if you can't feel it and touch it, then it's not real to you. But God said there's all kind of things out there, reality. I remember in the Old Testament, the prophet of God had a servant. They woke up one morning, and the servant of the prophet looked out, and he saw the enemy gathered around them. He went to the prophet and said, Oh, said, the enemy's all around us. Did the prophet get all upset, get bent out of shape, and begin to wring his hands and say, What in the world are we going to do? Ahab was going to come and saw us in his army here. He's going to have to have me destroyed and killed sure as the world. No, he, all he did was say a little short prayer, not for himself, but, but for his servant. He says, Lord, open his eyes so he can see. Hallelujah. And God allowed his spiritual eyes to open. And the Bible said he saw a great army of angels of heaven. The prophet told him, said, there be more for us than there are for them. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God! Folks, I'm here to tell you that God will see it. Listen, you've got to be willing to close your eyes and start walking. You've got to be willing to close your eyes and start walking. Quit relying on your five senses. Hallelujah. Start relying on God. Man, this is powerful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Close your eyes and start walking. Hallelujah. If we're ever going to trust in what we have not or cannot see, we must close our eyes to all the negative witness we can, that we can see all around us that tells us that we are believing for or what we're believing in is not real. You, you and I and every, every one of us are surrounded by all kind of negative stuff every day. You got people in your family, you got people that are friends, people you're working to, that you work with. They don't they don't know God in the fullness of the spirit that you do. They don't they they far as far as they're concerned, we're just a bunch of crazy folks over here. Some of them think, well, we we just all messed up in some kind of cult or something. Amen? So you see all these people with all these doubts around you. So you cannot see the reality of what God wants to do in your life until you just close your eyes, because when you close your eyes, you can't see all that negative. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It don't matter what nobody else says in. You believe in God. Hallelujah. Live, die, sink, or swim. You're going to trust Him no matter what. Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about today. Hallelujah. We've got to be willing to trust Hallelujah. Close our eyes to all the negative witness that we see all around us that's constantly bombarding us, bombarding our spirit, bombarding our mind, telling us that what we're believing in or what we're trusting in is not real. Just close your eyes and start walking. Commit yourself to the hands of God. Hallelujah. How many parents we got here tonight that can remember those children, when they get up just big enough that you know down inside it's time for them to quit crawling and start doing a little walking. And it just tickles you to death 
Amen. To see them try to get up and take those first steps. Hallelujah. I mean, there's certain things in the life and experience of raising children uh, or grandchildren that just stay with you forever. Hallelujah. Amen. I can remember uh, Chloe's first step happened down the, uh, happened down our house. And, I mean, and, and you remember how that they're standing up and, and, and they got something inside them and they, they really want to come. And, you, and you're standing over here with your hands stretched out and said, Come on to Mama. Come on to Daddy. Come on to Granddad. Come on. Come on. You know? And man, you just want them to come. And, they, and, they, and they're standing there, but yet they quite yet don't have a confidence maybe to get to understand that if they take off and then they do mess up or they start to fall, there's no way that you're going to let them, you're going to catch them. And God is doing me and you the same way, church. He's there. He said, look, you've been crawling long enough in the Spirit. You've been crawling around. Hallelujah, those pews over there at 1901 Meridian for long enough. You've been crawling around in the Holy Ghost. You've been crawling around in the study of my Word. It's time that you step up and start taking some steps. And God says, come on. i got my hands stretched down here. Come on, trust me. Believe me. I'm not going to let you fall. Oh, but I can't. I just know that if I step out there, I'm going to fall. I'm going to bust my nose. But I ought to know and realize that my stomach's sticking out a lot farther than my nose, and it's going to hit my nose. It ain't going to go nowhere. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God is, God is standing there with His arms and hands stretched out saying, Come on. Come on. He wants to see. And if we just, if, if we as natural parents get so thrilled to see those first two or three steps, what do you think God gets in heaven when He sees His children begin to walk a little? Hallelujah. And quit crawling around. Because, see, you're a child of God. You're, you're, you're a queen of heaven. You're a king of heaven. You're, you're, you're a child of the king. You wasn't meant to crawl around on the floor. Hallelujah. You wasn't here. God didn't create you to crawl around. Hallelujah. In obscurity. God created you and gave you the Holy Ghost so you can stand on your feet. Amen. And you can claim your territory. That you can get dominion. And that you can walk on this earth in dominion. Defeat the devil. Not having the devil defeat you. Hallelujah. I remember in the Old Testament, Lord, I'm trusting you. This is my water. Hallelujah. I remember in the Old Testament when Moses and them, after they crossed um, the Red Sea, and they, they got on up there right, right to the border of the Promised Land just within the matter of a few short weeks. And so they sent out 12 spies. And they were sent to spy out the land, to view the promised land, to see if all that they had heard about the promised land was real. But the majority of those spies, 10 of them, 10 out of 12, they kept seeing the giants. Come on, somebody. They kept seeing the giants. If they had closed their eyes to the giants 
and started walking, they wouldn't have had a died wandering around in the wilderness for 40 years. Hallelujah. I said, all they could see was the giants. And if you keep your eyes open and you listen to this one and that one all the time, you never will trust God. You never will step out on faith. You never will, amen, reach for the impossible because your eyes is open. Come here. Let me, let me get you up here again. Hallelujah. Come here. Come here, Chris. Come here. Sit him. I got my eyes open. I'm standing here. God, God is trying to lead me out somewhere. Amen. And I've got somebody over here telling me I can't, I can't make it. Somebody here tell me what? I can't make it. Come on, say it. Say it. Huh? I can't. Hey, hey, here I am. I'm being bombarded every I'm just like those ten spies. All they could see was the giants. Hallelujah. Amen. They couldn't, they couldn't really get a hold of nothing else. They couldn't see the beauty of the promised land. They couldn't see all that because their mind was on the giants and they began to get scared and shake. Hallelujah. But what I'm telling you, what I'm telling you tonight is, thank you, Sam, if they would have just closed their eyes to the giants and started walking inside the promised land, they wouldn't have died in the wilderness. Mm. Glory. Hallelujah. So, folks, there's a time that you need to close your eyes and just simply start walking. One other point. One other point that I want to bring out, and then we'll, we'll bring it to a close. Trust in the creative power of the Word. Hallelujah. Number one, you close your eyes and just start walking. Number two, trust in the creative power of the Word. Let's go all the way back, uh, Sean, to Genesis 1 and, 1 and 3. All the way back to the very beginning, Genesis 1 and 3. We've got, if we're going to trust what we have not seen, what we have not touched, what we have not laid our hands on, then we've got to we've got to trust in the creative power of the Word. How many knows that there's power in the spoken Word? Hallelujah. Trust in the creative power of the Word. Genesis 1 and 3, what does it say? Then God said, Let there be light. And the crickets was hollering. No. Uh-uh. There was light. This is, this is the very first day here. This was speaking out of chaos. In the, in the beginning, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. The Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light was light. He created the world world by the power of His spoken Word. In the book of John in the New Testament, John 1 and 1 said, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. <laughs> All things created by Him. By what? By the Word. Verse 14 said, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. <laughs> I like that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That is the power of the created Word. Now, the reason why I said that, we got to trust in the creative power of the Word. Listen to me close. Once you begin to trust as being 
as being real the things that you have not yet seen, then God will react to your faith and create with the power of the Word. See, this is the key here to victory. This is the key to you getting a hold of what you ain't yet seen. That if we begin to trust and believe God, He is going to react. I'm going to tell you something. Some people don't understand this. And I don't mention it a lot because some people don't understand it. But God is not moved by people's need. He's moved by people's faith. This world is filled with people of all kinds of needs. Always has been from the beginning. Always will be. But yet just for the fact that people's got needs, people's needs do not move God. It's people's faith that moves God. When their faith begins to act, then He reacts and supplies the need. That's how it works. That's the process of it. Hallelujah. So when we begin to uh, believe God, then God is going to react to our faith and create with the power of His Word. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid. Listen to this close. I, man, I, I just said this part probably for 30 or 40 minutes or better. Don't be afraid to step off the edge of a prefaces, a canyon, a valley, whatever you want to call it in your life, which is separating you from a promise waiting on the other side. Let me, get, let me, let me try to get you to visualize what I'm talking about. Here I am standing on one edge of the Grand Canyon. And I'm looking way across that canyon. It's a big void there, big prefaces there, a big uh, abyss, a big, big valley. Here I'm standing over here. I've been wandering around. I don't have nothing to drink, no food, no nothing. And on that other flat place over there on that other hillside across the other side of that canyon. Oh. There's a Wendy's. Hallelujah. Well. So here I am sitting on one side. Here you are standing on one side, and you've got a promise way across on the other side of that canyon that God has given you in your life. There, there is something He has told you that you're going to receive. I don't care what it is. Lost loved ones saved, a job, finances, whatever it is. The problem is that this big canyon is separating you from your promise. And I believe this is the point that God wants somebody to hear here tonight. You're here. It's on the other side. How are you going to get to it? You're going to have to willingly they put your faith in the hands of God and step off. Step off first. And if you do that, that faith that you demonstrate, 
God, with the creative power of His Word, will create the bridge that will catch your feet, that will allow you to walk to the other side and claim your promise. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I, I love those Indiana Jones films. Somebody one year for Christmas in my family got me the whole set, all of them. You know, Raiders of the Lost Ark and all. all I mean, I just, I, 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 like, I, I like those things. I don't remember which one it was in, but one of the, one of the things old Indiana Jones came to one of them places I was talking about. And he was trying to read and follow amen, what he was following and try to get to where he was going. And there was the big preface. And, oh, man, what is... And uh said he's got to take the step of faith or the, the leap of faith. And he just closed his eyes and he just stepped. He didn't believe it. But there he was. And it looked like there was nothing under him. But he goes back over and he picks up some dust and he does like that. And he sees the walkway that's there. The walkway was made out of the rock in such a way that it blended in with all the rocks of the canyon below him that he couldn't see it. And he just walked on faith. Church, there's times in our life that we've got to be willing to take a leap of faith. That we've got to trust God no matter what. If we're ever going to receive our promise, if we're ever going to get to the other side, if we're ever going to get victory, hallelujah, we've got to allow God to use our faith, to use His creative power of the Word to create whatever it is that we need to get us to that spot. My God, hallelujah. And I know somebody here knows what I'm talking about that's read the Scripture that talks about that God, amen, call on those things that are not as yet they are. Hallelujah. That's through the creative power of the Word that I'm talking about. That God is waiting for you and me to demonstrate a little trust, to demonstrate a little faith. And when we do that, hallelujah, He's going he's gonna to allow us to start calling things that that are not as yet they are. Hallelujah. And we're going to be able to walk, and we're going to walk right on in to what God wants us to have. Can you say amen to me? Hallelujah. Give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Glory. Come on up, Brother Darrell. We're going to, have to let you sing a little bit. Hallelujah. Trusting what you have not seen. Folks, if we can get a hold of this tonight, this message has the power to change any circumstance in your life. Or it's a healing that you're needing or any other kind of need in your life. You've got to be willing to trust God for what you can't see. You've got to claim your healing. Even, even though you still feel sick, you've still got to claim your healing. You've got to say, it's mine. It's mine, I claim it. You got to you got you got to claim that lost loved one. You got you got to claim that job. You got to believe. Hallelujah. You got and and I'm gonna tell you something. Don't sell yourself short. Believe God is a little bit bigger. Don't put God in a box. Hallelujah. Don't don't go trusting God for a job down here at the White Castle. Amen. Tell God you want to be a CEO of a corporation. Hallelujah. Because evidently what they say they're the only ones getting the big bonuses nowadays. I don't know. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We've got to trust God. Amen. 
But if he if he blesses you there, don't uh, don't be like Madoff and make off with the cash. Hallelujah! Just retain your integrity. Hallelujah! Glory to God. Let's everybody stand together. I hope I hope you got something tonight out of the Word. Hallelujah! I honestly believe that God wanted wanted um, uh, us to hear this tonight. Hallelujah! Maybe there's somebody who needs prayer. We're going to give you an opportunity to pray as Brother Darrell comes right now as he sings. Let's just just worship God. Amen. For the next few minutes, Brother Darrell. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. He shall mount up with wings as he goes they shall run not be weary he shall walk not be teach me Lord teach me Lord to Oh, 